What's up, HealthSource? This is Dr. Brady Schuyler with another episode of the HealthSource podcast, Learning From Our Own, where we hear HealthSource best practices and experience sharing from our doctors for our doctors. Hey, HealthSource. Our guest with us today is Dr. Heath Marsh, who's um, in South Dakota. So, Dr. Marsh, um, welcome to the HealthSource podcast. Thanks for having um, me. First, no, no, it's awesome. I'm glad you could join us. So um, first thing I want to ask, and, and we'll just kind of start roll right into it, and we'll let you run with this one, is uh, give me a little bit of background about you, about uh, chiropractic, about your, 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 your time through HealthSource. You've been in it for a while. You've had some pretty good success. So you know, give us a little background on you. Uh, sure. Um, in my 18th year of practice this year, um, so I've been doing it for a little while. Um, Got into chiropractic in general after playing college ball, tore up my low back. Basically, long story made short, went through a failed low back surgery, um, went out of complete desperation to a chiropractor, um, entered his office as a crippled college athlete with a cane, and nine months later was pain-free and jamming and, and backed out of PT school and went on to chiro school. So kind of one of those deals I always tell people my sob story only because I feel like it helps patients you know keeps it real I think that's a yeah that would be a big plus um with docs of all ages but especially the younger docs is you know be be real with people let them know that uh you know let them know your story because I think it's huge mm -hmm. um I think it creates a lot of credibility with folks and it's a connect point um we had a pretty good office going into health source um in general that was back in 2011 i believe early 2011 so we're we're just a little bit north of nine years um as far as health source um and we had a pretty good office we actually got quizzed quite a bit why we uh joined health source because we we're like well you guys got a pretty good office why are you joining and the biggest thing is we knew we wanted Systems was a big thing. Um, second thing, compliance. Third thing, multiple clinics. And we knew what we did was pretty good. Uh, we knew it could do better. And so we jumped into it with that philosophy. So in five years, we went from one clinic to three. And wow. we, I, we still did it and was still practicing full time. And I was kind of joke with some individuals. I'm like, well, how many, how many uh, docs in HealthSource have not only done multiple clinics but still continue to do it you know practicing full-time and either you're dumb for doing it which i'm not opposed to that because i've been <laughs> accused of that every now and then but or it's a driver personality um you know we've also spun off into some real estate adventures um I'm partnered in three other companies um that are real estate driven um so in total um six businesses and so um it I, it, I guess advice would be not putting all your eggs in one basket uh, from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. And chiropractic has been a great vehicle this entire time. And I enjoy what I do. Um, I think it's well, good to kind of have fun dabbling in other things as well. Well, and absolutely. And, and for those that are listening on the audio version and uh, we don't have a video version yet, but he's uh, standing inside of a new uh, construction space because although you know, chiropractic was what gave him a lot of the revenue to, to create these extra ventures. 
um, they just moved their their office into their own building and he still has additional space for other tenants so he actually took the call in there uh, which is awesome you know so yes he has other things but he's still very passionate about chiropractic and and that's still his primary bread and butter but yeah he's exploring some other things which is cool so tell me this dr marsh what if if you know you're you have a pretty saturated area with where you're at you have your own couple of clinics but what makes you confident what's your what's your unique selling point what makes you go out and tell people you should be in our office because you do still practice and you do still enjoy you know being the center of your practice and getting people in so you still talk and and get out in your community what do you tell people why should they come and see you versus anybody else um this is not exactly how i tell them but it's what i feel so mm -hmm. um i definitely don't want to come off you know even overly confident or, or even borderline arrogant but i feel what health sources helped us provide is not only the systems of our team we have a a team that's second to none and i guarantee everybody in in health source nation is going to be like well not better than our team right so there's got to be a little bit of a swagger to be like we have a we have a killer team right and mm -hmm. we have great systems and we have great flow um are the things we could do better at 100 percent, you know but i feel like for lack of a better way i feel like we kick ass and we get great great results and that's why we just multiplied the same philosophy in other clinics and all of the other clinics have done well and um uh it's so back to your original question is like why should they come because i know we can probably give them the best care and the best results out of anybody else so i don't feel like anybody's hit a roadblock in their journey of healthcare unless they've come see us so a little bit is kind of like well that's pretty overly confident well quite honestly i feel like until they've been able to help try us um they haven't tried everything and you know everybody sees miracles in their office um i feel like what we do we do very good and um that's kind of the message that we send to folks but we do it in a confident way of caring and servitude not like um you know overly arrogant i guess no, I, I think that's hugely important. One, it's the power of a team because you're, you're only as good, you're only able to produce the type of, of volume of clinic that you have if you have a solid team who's got your back and supports you and, and carries out the, uh, the level of, of care, the quality of care that you guys do. Um, but number two is, is trusting the process of, of, you know, once you've established a team and you have a great service that, uh, you know, building a great care program, I agree if not us in our physical and, and chiropractic and rehab offices, who when it comes to chronic pain. I just think that there's a, a, a journey that, you know, you have to keep pushing them along this path and that eventually if you get the movement fixed, you get the nutrition in place, you, you help give them some ideas about managing and handling stress, it's, it's a journey that their body will just keep on working towards a health, uh, healthier environment. So if not us in our clinics, who else can you turn them to for muscular skeletal problems? Unless of course there's, you know, past the point of needing surgery or, or, right. you know, there's fractures or something like that, you know, but, right. but uh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm very much in line with your belief system on that. So as you said, there's always things that you can work on. One of the other questions that I like to ask is what are some things you do either personally or professionally in the clinic that you've been resistant to do, <laughs> you know, whether it's just a roadblock, a mental roadblock, you know, um, give me give me something if 
Casey Paulson hears this podcast, he's, he's going to have a lot longer list than I do. But uh, I think the biggest thing is old dog, new tricks. I mean, it's almost been two decades I've been doing this. Um, uh, the resistance in general, he'd be the first one to tell you, um, is when change, honestly, changing systems. I'm like, damn it. We, we got things running the way it should be. And then we got to switch things up. So I would say there's like one particular thing. It's the, um, you know, getting out of my own way to be like, oh my God, we just, we just got everything trained and mastered on this. And now something got switched up and then I pout for a little bit and then I get kind of grumpy. And after a while I'm like, oh yeah, it's better. I just need to kind of succumb to it. And, I, and I'm getting better doing that faster, which I think there's some um, outside individuals that would say that I've improved in growth development on that because I was a little headstrong on some of the earlier things. But um, so I would say one thing in particular, but it's um, it's more the change. You get kind of settled yeah. when you've been in practice for a while. Things are jamming. Volume's great. And then you're like, oh, my God, something different. And so then once you get it, you're like, oh, yeah, that was better. Yeah, it is tough. Um, whether it's, you know, in changes in the software, changes in practice, changes in the rehab. Uh, yeah, that's why we're always trying to. Long. So it's just change. I know. And, and, and I get it. And part of that is because of, you know, uh, decisions that I help, you know, create and make and stuff like that. So, you know, please don't, you know, look at me with dagger eyes. So you're but, the blame. Um, Got it. <laughs> no, but we, we try, you know, Dr. Tomchek has always wanted to stay that leading edge that, you know, always coming out with the best and, and keeping us as a leader in the field. And, you know, that does require change, but believe me, I'm also one that I don't enjoy that when I'm used to doing something the way that I've done it and it's produced considerable, you know, results that you have to go and rock the boat. But, but eventually the companies, the, the, the businesses that don't change, eventually become insignificant and and lose that that share the market share or that position that they've they've done so it's necessary but yes painful in some yep. cases um Agreed. one of the quick one another question is marketing what is something that you guys have done you know that's really helped you guys grow that's helped your clinic grow whether it's you know, personally, whether it's early on and you've built it enough of a base now, but something that you do marketing that, that you would like to share and say, this is, you know, a staple of the clinic. Um, I think it's kind of like investing or your entrepreneurial brain um, is you have to um, be diversified with your marketing. Um, we, we have a good spend on external marketing through the programs through HealthSource. Um, which is money well spent. Um, we, it's a smaller portion of our return, like with the amount of new patients, that's in any, any arena. Um, but quite mm -hmm. honestly, I would say the number one is I'm big on energy. I'm big on office energy. And I'm not like kooky energy, but I'm talking like just the energy of your team, the mentality of your servitude uh, for, for the day which is why our huddles um, are on point. And um, we take that energy into internal marketing and promos all the time. I'm a big giveaway guy. I kind of always have this philosophy in life that when you give other people what they want in life, you'll always have what you want in life, right? And that is not only delivering the goods on your care, but that's also like, you know what? You need to, you know, if somebody crushed their treatment plan, you know, 
have no issue spending 10 bucks to give them a really cool t-shirt with a shaker bottle or whatever it might be and blow them up on social media and stuff. Um, we do obviously a lot of giveaway stuff. Um, Mm-hmm. And a lot of it isn't even tied into we need a return. Like, well, if you get so many guesses, then you, or if you refer a new patient, you get 10 get sometimes just give stuff away and just say, thank right. you. And it turns out when you do stuff, they're like, people are looking forward to like, Hey, when's your next like giveaway, whatever. I was just telling somebody the other day, I was like, you guys do some cool stuff and whatever. Like that is worth the 300 bucks that I just spent on a tailgate package or whatever it might be. But not doing it yeah. just, you know, don't dilute your marketing internally. So it's usually about six months out of the year we're doing something internally. Some of it has overlap, but we do a lot of giveaway stuff. We create good energy and then it naturally, which kind of is just a universal deal. What you think about, you bring about, right? How many bracelets have we seen? Um, but yep. it's really like, I just assume that when we have good energy in the office, hey, we saw 41 new patients last month. Awesome didn't even seem like that what'd you do for marketing i don't know we said fun and it maybe sounds too easy you need your campaigns there's a lot of other stuff that is out there that needs to be systematic and that's the the diversification to it but i think the number one Mm -hmm. thing is the energy behind you your intent and your team and if that's on point i think it's infectious and and over time it's just i mean we run about 86 percent 84 to 86 percent internal referral based on our tracking year to year. Wow. So yeah, that's, that's the, I mean, and, yeah, and you, that's you what do we keep get, track of. you need to, you need to spend to get some people in, but when you have that much internal referral going on and you can still get 30, 40 new patients a month. I mean, you obviously have some good energy going on in your office. If, if people are willing to, to refer that many people to you. Yep. And that's, I guess the whole, I know each each demographic is different. You know, we had the whole, you know, COVID thing and then we have the writing and, and, you know, there's people who have suffered because of where they're at. There's no doubt. So I'm not, mm-hmm. certainly not poo-pooing and I'm definitely um, um, validating that. For us, it we grew. We had clinics yeah. in town who closed and we had new patients because they were like, my Cairo's closed. Fantastic. We'll take care of you. Wow. Yeah, there's a, uh... Well, one nice thing, we, we've seen it in a lot of other offices that have been actually asking about HealthSource lately because of the fact that our, our offices have and all grew or at least didn't suffer nearly as much as the rest of them. And, and we've seen growth in a lot of offices for that same reason across the country. Um, two, two good things that you said. Number one, you know, you have to provide great results, right? Because if you don't get good results, they're not going to refer. Number two, you have to have good energy while providing those results because people are going to want to refer to people that they make them feel good and that they have fun and they enjoy going to. So a couple of big things. You still need to hustle and get out there and get your, your new patients in through other ways. But once you build a solid base and you provide great service, you get good results, you have good energy on your team, you know, it's, it's much easier to, to maintain that type of steamroller effect. Which is awesome. Um, Last question. What is something that you do for yourself personally, for motivation, for inspiration to keep you focused and and in a growth mode? You know, obviously life isn't always easy. It does take some outside things. What's something that you, you know, rely on? Um, That's a long list. Um, Number one, I surround myself, my circle of influence is people that are always looking to build me up and I'm always looking to build them up. 
I would say that's number one. And if there are people in my life that are not that way, they don't make the cut. Um, number two, um, you need prep time for yourself. I never used to be a morning person. I still am not. Um, but I'm usually at the office by 6.30 and I'm up at 5 every morning. I have my morning routine, which for those of us who've been in mastermind groups, um, we all have our own. We've all talked about them at nauseum. But uh, mm -hmm. mine, quite honestly, is, is up at 5. It's coffee. It's time with my dog. It's time in thought and prayer. And I'm not talking. It, it doesn't have to be systematic. Like I literally sit in my chair and let my mind wander for the first half hour of my morning to get through anything from business to people I need to pray about to praying about my day to what's my week look like. And it's like a dump time. And, and sometimes I'm taking notes and I feel prepped. I jump in the shower and feed the, the pooch and then I'm heading to the office and that prep time is absolutely has to be on point. There is a downside to that. Maybe just cause I'm getting older, but I can't hardly sleep past six, six fifteen on a Saturday morning, which kind of totally blows. And I go to bed early. I used to stay up late. I'm usually mm -hmm. hitting the sack between anywhere from eight 30 to nine 15. And then that's, and, and it's just, it makes for a very short day because I usually don't get done treating and not the office till 6.30. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'm in bed two hours later. And it's a lifestyle. I also think people need to be considering the fact that, you know, I don't shut off seven days a week. It's just on my mind. So the whole work-life mm -hmm. balance, pretty soon you just have to understand it's just life balance. It's not work-life balance. It's right. just seven days a week. And if you're going to have the success of doing stuff, I always tell people, if you want what I have or we have or whatever, uh, be willing to make the sacrifice of doing that, what you have to do, which is you just yeah. got to want it. And it has to be 24 hours a day, seven days a week, go enjoy a vacation and shut off. But you got to be thinking it just got to be, got to be on point like all the time. Yeah. And I have no problem with that because of probably just the way I'm wired. But I would say, yeah. But you find, but you find enjoyment in it regardless, right? You, you enjoy yep. the process of it, even though you might be thinking about it, you still enjoy what it took. You still enjoy what it takes. I mean, you find joy even in, you know, that busyness and, and only two hours of maybe what you'd be considered free time. You enjoy it. Yep. A hundred percent. And I think some people that wouldn't jive with them. I totally get that. Um, there's some people that are probably more efficient, maybe, you know, than what I would do. It works for me. Um, but I will say that the biggest thing is, is everybody hits their lowest spots. I'm not on point every day, all day, all the time. You got to have people who are going to lift you up. You got to be there. Sometimes your lift up points can be the, you're, you're helping somebody else out, you know, and, um, and, and humbling yourself that you don't always have it figured out and, and be okay with that. And, and let, even letting patients know that right down to your team and your patients, when you can humble yourself and people, you, you show that you're not 10 foot tall and bulletproof all the time. I think there's a lot of that humbleness that comes through. And, and um, I think you're a better leader and a better doc because of it as well. Awesome. Hey, I'll uh, wrap it up with that. That was, that was great. So Dr. March, thanks again for being a guest on the, uh, the podcast and um, hopefully uh, we'll bump into each other again soon. Uh, sooner than later, I hope. Thanks again for listening. 
If you want to be a guest on a future episode or would like to nominate another doctor to be a guest, please feel free to email me, Dr. Brady Schuyler, at bschuyler at healthsourcechiro.com.